0: Seasonal cleansing is a time-honored tradition in Ayurveda and part of a healthy, conscious lifestyle, preparing your body and mind for the new season by reestablishing your natural state of balance, hitting the reset button on digestion, and increasing your energy and vitality for the longer days ahead. Organic India is transforming the wisdom of ancient traditions into accessible, easy, modern day practices to support you in achieving your healthy, conscious living goals year-round. Visit OrganicIndiaUSA.com to learn more.
1: New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally savvy with registered holistic nutritionist, Andrea Donsky. And health journalist, Lisa
0: Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis with the wonderful Andrea Donsky. How are you, hun? I am good. I am so happy to be here. I love our podcast. Our self-esteem is huge and it makes such a difference in our health so we're super excited to have back on the show it's been too long our dear friend dr joyce knutson you probably know her from twitter because almost everybody's following her and <laughs> she is she's just a wonderful person <laughs> dr joyce i'm going to bring you right in welcome back darling. thank you
2: it's, it's a, um,
0: a crazy person to be on twitter
2: this much <laughs> i love it so that's how i met you guys so it's that's worthwhile. true
0: Yeah, I've met so many great people through there. I mean, I have this whole great, not only community of women, but I've met some wonderful men there as well involved in health. Uh, I mentioned the self-worth. I grew up having no self-worth. I had the lowest self-esteem. I I mean, it was terrible. Mm. And it wasn't until, you know, really going off to college and, and getting away from my home and about my town and the environment that I started to feel good about myself and I, you know, my, I, I don't want to talk, I talk way too much. I already know about my daughter. I'm just going to say there's issues. And, and, and I think having someone to work with really helps when, you, when you're different from other people and, you ha- and your self-esteem is affected. So Dr. Joyce, you are the queen of self-esteem. So let's talk about this. What does self-esteem mean to you, first of all?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think very many people grew up with a good self-esteem. From my practice of helping people with their life, just their life. As a life coach, I right. find so many people more than not just do not have a good self esteem because of their childhood. And it's scary to me because they take that throughout their life. Something that happened to them 30 years ago, they're still, you know, getting upset about, and it doesn't make any sense to me. So that's why I like to do the life coach work because it really is important to know that there is definitely a link between what you guys do with health and what I do with self-esteem.
0: Well, tell us a little bit more about the work you do. It sounds so interesting. How do you, I, I've heard, you know, we all know the term life coach, but different life coaches focus on maybe it's your career, or maybe it's your marriage, or maybe it's something else. But you focus, your main focus, is that on self-esteem?
2: It, it is. I wouldn't say just on self-esteem, but just sure. on you. How to make you a better you. And that, that starts with a self-esteem. And people do not realize that, Their health will suffer if they don't have it. And so that's why it's important you say there's a lot of life coaches out there, and there are, but they're not qualified, because if they're 20 years old and they're telling you that they're a life coach, what do they know? You have to be (laughs) around a long time, and uh, fortunately or not, I'm in my 70s, so I am able to call myself a qualified life coach, plus I have life coach credentials. So you have to be careful when you go pick somebody out to help you with your self-esteem that they're like the person that you're using for your daughter.
0: Yeah, that makes really good sense. I think that's wonderful. Now, what does self-esteem have to do with your overall health? I mean, I think it has a lot of things. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this.
2: Well, thank you. The starting point, you know, there's a man named Richard Sennett. Have you ever heard of him? He's got a book called Respect Respect in the World of Inequality. And oh, no, he says, it that, interesting. That, yeah, it's called Respect in a World of in- Inequality. And it's written by Richard Tenet, S-E-N-N-E-T-T-F. I don't know him, but I know of his work. And he says that society is riddled with inequality of talent, opportunities, life chances, and achievement. And it's kind of like a catch-22 here when I tell you this. It's like we respect achievement. So these inequalities can be accompanied by inequality of respect and that will be accompanied by inequalities of self-esteem. So it all it's kind of like a hierarchy of needs that we have to take care of in order to get the self-esteem. And why do they matter? They, they really do matter because there'll always be differences, individual differences, that there are different human needs, health and autonomy. So health is one of them. And it's very important for those that don't know what autonomy means, that is independence or freedom to do whatever you need to do with your life. And so it's very closely linked autonomy with self esteem and the earning of respect.
1: You know, one of the things that I always think about is that I find that men in general have a lot more self esteem than women do. And do you think that that's a societal thing? Why do you think that is? Oh, that's a great. Question. I think there's many
2: many reasons because men have always been given more respect than women because they used to go out to work and the women stayed home and diapered the babies and mm-hmm. did all the things women are supposed to do. So how are you supposed to get self esteem by you know cleaning up somebody's stuff when they go to the bathroom? So I I think it's that's not going to give us self esteem. Men go out, they go out to their jobs, they get kudos all the time, they get awards all this type of stuff and so we don't get that and so we grow up thinking we, we don't deserve it does that make sense to you yeah i think it's changing because I, if i'm not mistaken i think more women are in the workforce now than men
0: yes so it's changing and so, so
2: women are getting more self-esteem so they'll be able to do things like you're doing with the radio show and what, what i'm doing with life coaching but it's just we have to earn it we have to earn that so respect and that self-esteem. And men earned it. We didn't. So now we can't.
0: Joyce, when you you work with somebody, I'm just curious, how do you start? Do you talk about their background? Do you kind of get to the root of why they have low self-esteem? Or do they kind of come to you? They've already processed that. Maybe they went to therapy and now they're like, okay, I have low self-esteem. Here's a little bit why. And now we're just going to build on that and figure out how to get self-esteem.
2: It's a great question. And the reason why is because we do not have any idea about what a person is all about unless we talk to them. And I, I'm an assessment counselor as well, so I give assessments to them, find out who are they, where did they come from, what do they believe in life, how do they get to where they are now, what can I do to help them get further. So definitely, I, I definitely put friendship first when I first talk to somebody, because you got to get to know them. You got to get to know who they are and why they're there. And you could, I could usually tell in five minutes that they don't have self-esteem or they do. So it's very interesting to me how the difference in people, I've seen CEOs cry in their offices because they're so upset uh, with not getting any respect from their employees. And so that's a great question. Keep asking more of that type of question because I, I want to I answer, them, but I want to make sure I'm giving you a thorough answer. I want to know who Lisa is. I want to know who Andrea is because I can't help you. You're not the same people. You're two different people with two different needs.
1: But that also builds trust, right, when you're getting to know them, right?
2: That's part of autonomy. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting to me how it all links together. And when we were talking about a topic for the show, I thought, I don't think people think that self-esteem has anything to do with health. It's just not true. If you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you like what you see, I'm not talking looks here. I'm talking just you like who you are and you look in the mirror and you say, I like myself. You don't think too many people are doing that, do you? <laughs> They're not really doing that. They're saying, oh, my nose is too big. Oh, my eyes are crossed. eyed my- all this kind of stuff and and that that is why it's so important to get to know each person because as much as we we're all really special people we got to find out where the special lies
1: do you think there's a fine line between self-esteem and narcissism
2: that's a great question thank Uh, you yes (laughs) yes 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 um i think that It depends on the amount of narcissism. I think if you're narcissistic to the point where you're ugly to be with, then that's too far. But you've got to like yourself. You've got to, we've all heard this. Tell me if you haven't heard this, but we've all heard that we are all uh, a certain self, we we all have uh, a certain self esteem, and we got to like ourselves.
1: I had recently had an encounter with a narcissist and for me having that, and the reason why I asked that whether that is a fine line, because let's use social media for an example. And I want to post something and I'm like, okay, here's a story that, you know, is a good thing. And, you know, or something that makes me feel like it's in a positive light. And then I struggle with the, Oh, wait a minute. Is that, is that being too, you know, positive on myself? Is that making me feel like I'm, you know, or making it seem like I'm too into myself. So that's why I, yeah, I struggle a little bit with it because on one hand, I want to help people to be like, okay, here's what I've overcome. Here, here, how, here, Here's how far I've come. But I don't want to appear that, you know, that it's too narcissistic. So it's a good conversation to have, because I think that there is that fine line about it. But I have to get over the hump of really being more confident and self confident, as opposed to thinking that it's a negative thing. Right? I was
0: called the narcissist recently, I had to jump in on Twitter. I posted some picture that I said, I said, this is, I, I don't know what I said. I don't even remember, but it was something around probably this is like a picture of myself that I like or that, I, that I've taken in a while or something or it was just basically just saying, I like this picture of myself. And the woman's like, isn't that a little narcissist? I said, no, I don't think so. Or maybe this is. Today I posted this, but I I put a little funny face. I said, tomorrow, it's a picture of me smiling. Tomorrow my girl gets her braces off. I had them at her age. Her teeth were just like mine pre-braces. Can't wait to see her beautiful smile. I think I just complimented my smile. And then I put a goofy face because I saying her teeth were just like mine. (laughs) She's getting her braces off. Look at It's like, oh, but... People like it, like that one. But to me, if someone's like, well, you're a narcissist because you you and your daughter look alike and now shorty, there's a, you know, I'm a nice person and I'm kind. And I think you have to look at the person. Are they selfish? Do they only think about themselves? Are they so self-involved? To me, that's a, the true
1: narcissist. Then maybe, then maybe the word, yeah, exactly. Maybe the word isn't so much narcissist because narcissist to me is a whole other level. And maybe it's just like, and that's where it goes back to that question of that fine line. So Joyce, would you say then maybe it's just, great self-confidence, as opposed to a narcissistic behavior.
2: I think we're getting confused here on, the, you're right, about the narcissistic word. It's okay to compliment yourself. If somebody is criticizing your, your post, for example, then they are of a very low self-esteem. Because social sites are not any other reason than to be positive. They're not to be negative in any way. And what you said, Lisa, and what you said, Andrea, has nothing to do with being too much of anything. You don't need to question yourself. The only thing that I would say is when I put up tweets, and you you all know that I have lots of people, and they they seem to like me because they follow me back. And so what I have noticed is I'll read my tweet before I send it out, and I'll say, did I do anything here to hurt another person's feelings? And if I did, I don't I don't post it because you but anything I do, if I say, well, I just got this award or something like that, that's not talk, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That means you, you, you accomplish something. So I think we, these social sites have made us kind of crazy heads because we really don't know what to say. We don't know what we're saying. We don't know what to say. And then you get these people that like a quote will be put up and then they'll criticize the quote. Well, for God's sake, go and find, you know, Mother Teresa and, and tell her she did something wrong because, it's you know, it's okay to like yourself and you should like yourself and we should do a whole show on that one because it's not narcissistic at all. Yeah, it's not. But I could see where you think that because that's social sites have made us these people that we don't, we're afraid to say anything for fear. We're going to hurt someone's feelings. I do something when that happens that you guys Need to learn to do, and that is block people. Yeah, if they are, if they're nasty, if they're nasty, they get blocked. That's it. I I don't need them on my Twitter.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, getting, I want to get back to the coaching for a moment. So, once you get, we talked about the trust. You get to know the person. Where do you? Does it? Is there like a not a formula? I don't like that word, but is there a way you start off with everyone? Um, regardless of why their self-esteem is low it's like okay here's the number one way to build self-esteem or here's some tools to use I'd love to hear a few I give them
2: tools by example as an assessment person counselor I would call myself I I have developed forms that people fill out before I talk to them so they get a self-esteem inventory they get a values assessment they get a behavior assessment. What is their behavior like? What is your values like? This isn't my opinion. This is scientific assessment. And so I get all this stuff and I go, hmm, I would have never known that about her. And then the second step for me is get them in my office, which I go to a temporary offices because I work out of my home, but I take them to a temporary place. And I, we go over these forms with them. And, of course, because I specialize in soft skills, I'm very careful about what I say because if they have a very low self-esteem, they're not going to take it well. And so I would tell them something like what you did, Lisa, to say, well, I didn't have a good self-esteem when I was a child. I basically started out with that because I didn't. And neither did anyone else. I Very few people had a good self-esteem. There's either a mother or a father, one of them that you hated, or something happened, or there's something, a sister or a brother in your family, somebody that puts you down all the time, and so I always, I, I talk to them as if they're my sister, or my mother, or somebody real close that I love, and I talk to them that way, and they, they feel love, they feel the, the caring, and that's what it takes to be a counselor, you just can't call yourself, put a shingle on the door, I'm a counselor, you got to get credentials. And so the credentials are these things that like is this your, the answer is what that you're looking for, uh, okay, okay. So that's it. I, I I I know so much about them when they walk in the door. I pretty much know what they're going to say the first sentence, you know, because they're either have a medium self-esteem or a low self-esteem or a very high self-esteem, and I have to measure, which I have tests for this, for narcissism as well. And so it's very important to just understand, do you know what degree? I don't think people know what my degree is. They think I'm a psychologist. I'm not. I, am, uh, I have a, a doctor of philosophy in human behavior. So it, basically, I, my, my degree is in uh, the study of humans. So I understand people. And that's why I'm able to get all these people because I know what they want to hear. I know what they want me to say. It's very, it's very telling what I have know. So people think that I'm a psychologist. I'm, to me, I didn't want to be a psychologist. I wanted to understand people. You know, there's a, a, a something I read that I thought was so telling, and that is that when you want to understand someone, you stand under them. I don't know if you, that makes sense to you yet, yet, but it will. If you have a homeless person and you're standing up above them and they're on the ground, and you look at them, you're going to understand them better because you're going to say, Wow, what if there was a tornado and I was blown on the ground here and I'm, I'm a homeless person? So you understand about homeless people. And so the word understand on its own means to understand people. The word understand, you got to stand under them to understand them. So what I do yeah I think it's fascinating when i we did it in the classroom, and everybody was like told that they were on a piece of paper, you know they you're a carpenter, you're this, you're that. And somebody would go and and understand them by standing under them, meaning you could sit down and they could be standing or any any example, any number of examples. But when you do that, like if you're teaching and you're in a group, that's great that people don't know. Another thing that I do in classroom, I don't do that anymore because of my age and some of my retirement and all that kind of stuff. But you know, what, what people do is they don't understand how valuable they are. So I have them take an index card and write down five things about the person sitting next to them that they have observed during the five days of class or eight days of class, whatever it is. So they would write down whatever it is. And I had that person sit down with her back to the person talking to them. am I? Are you with me? Because it's hard to explain this. Okay, so I'm standing there, and Lisa, you're in front of me, and you're sitting down, and I tell you, Lisa, tell me what you want to say now because I want you to be quiet while this person's talking to you. So you'll say, what are you going to do to me? I don't know if i like this exercise, whatever it is. I say, are you finished? You're finished. All right, so I stand behind you and I say, Lisa, you're a beautiful woman. Lisa, you have a good heart. Lisa, and you have to put your hand on their shoulders, so there's touch involved. And so, Lisa, I've talked to you on the radio, and you're a great radio host, and so on. So they get five things. I'm standing there with the Kleenex because everybody starts to cry. Everybody. even the, Even the hard noses that you think would never cry, they're crying. I'm crying. Everybody's crying. So it's kind of fun to do these self-esteem exercises because if if you don't have a good self-esteem, you can't play that game because you're hysterical. And so the the best thing to do is just you got to get that self-esteem. So when you stand behind me and you say, "Joyce, you're a really nice person. You don't seem like you have a PhD. You're a regular person, whatever," and I I turn around and say, "Thank you," and I, that means I have self-esteem. Because I'm able to take a compliment, but you know how people are. You tell them, uh, you know, I love that dress. Oh, this thing is five years old, oh, <laughs> right?
0: Uh, uh, yep. Isn't it's what everybody does that? <laughs> right.
2: Yep. And so I, I'm trying to. This is what I do. This is why I love what I do because I I help people to feel better about who they are, and then they help people, and it it's got a ripple effect.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. You know, the time goes by way too fast. I want to thank uh, Dr. Joyce. You're just We love having you here. Is it Yeah, already? We've got a couple more minutes, and i got to give another shout-out to our fantastic sponsor, Organic India. So, Dr. Joyce, tell us all the ways that we can find you.
2: I, I'm going to get a brand-new website, thanks to you. I appreciate your recommendation of Dorian. She's wonderful. Oh, um, good. And so it's, w, it's just com. Phil Altrui Knudsen, K-N-U-D-S-E-N. Um, the site is going to be up this week. Uh, I'm very excited about it because I'm doing other things now, post-writing and a lot of things that I wasn't doing before, and I'm not doing a lot of things that I was doing before. So I'm making it so that a, a lot of it is passive because I have to deal with uh, some things that have come my way that I wasn't expecting. Um, so yes, that's how they reach me through my website they can call me at um 1888 1855 uh Dr. Joyce or 1 615 309
0: 8168 terrific Dr. Joyce this has been wonderful and we have to thank our wonderful sponsor again Organic India. Again, seasonal cleansing is a time-honored tradition in Ayurveda and part of a healthy conscious lifestyle. Preparing your body and mind for the new season by reestablishing your natural state of balance, hitting the reset button on digestion, and increasing your energy and vitality for the longer days ahead Organic India is transforming the wisdom of ancient traditions into accessible, easy modern day practices to support you in achieving your healthy, conscious living goals year round, love that. Visit OrganicIndiaUSA.com to learn more. And I really highly encourage you, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, listen to the show and on iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe. If you could take a moment, it would really mean a lot to us. You can also stay in touch with us. Follow us on Twitter at Andrea Donsky, at Lisa Davis MPH, at Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening and stay well. Seasonal cleansing is a time-honored tradition in Ayurveda and part of a healthy, conscious lifestyle, preparing your body and mind for the new season by reestablishing your natural state of balance, hitting the reset button on digestion, and increasing your energy and vitality for the longer days ahead. Organic India is transforming the wisdom of ancient traditions into accessible, easy, modern day practices to support you in achieving your healthy, conscious living goals year-round. Visit OrganicIndiaUSA.com to learn more.